just the right secret sauce, you know? Right? Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Prevention Nation. Where we believe education and awareness can change the culture of violence. My name is Roy Lutz. And I'm Holly Smith. Roy. <clears throat> yes, ma'am. <clears throat> sir. <laughs> as a Lady. sir, yes. as a gentleman, uh-huh. this month is pretty important. Yes, it I is. think. I mean, all months are important. And if you go on like national calendar or like international calendar, whatever, there's mm-hmm. like so many awareness things going on. October had 400,000 awareness things. Literally? Anyway, no, no, but it probably seems close. like it. Yeah. Um, but for November, it's not technically the, you know, like men's health um, awareness month. Yeah. But there is International Women's Day within November. So I think that's where some people are getting um, like this conclusion of, you know, we'll turn it into Movember, we'll raise awareness around men's health because mm-hmm. um, that's not something that happens a lot. Roy, would you agree that that might be a true statement or is it a completely false statement that men's health is not really brought up that much? Well, I think it is uh, more and more being brought up, but I think that even still it, it's minimized, uh, very much minimized around, uh, I think just so much focus and emphasis has been put on uh, you know, the toxic masculinity and so much Which emphasis. Which some people say, I just, I'm so mm-hmm. sorry. I mean, yeah, no worries, no worries. Um, some people say it's not a thing. Or it's yeah. like a, it's a certain political party type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like their, their side is making this up. When, I mean, no, you can be uh, masculine. Like, we're not saying that you can't be masculine, for sure. You mm-hmm. can be the best father you want to and the best husband that you want to. Absolutely. But there comes a point where you cross the line and it becomes a little too toxic. So I just yeah. wanted to clarify that because I've seen out there recently people saying toxic masculinity yeah. and people saying like, that's not valid because it's made up. It's not made up. Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely of the opinion that it's not made up. I am also definitely of the opinion though that I think uh, I, early on in college, I took a psychology class where I learned a little bit about the labeling theory. Mm-hmm. And I remember that class really affected me in so much that I thought when you start to put labels on things, it does start to really restrict like definitions and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And I, I think that the word toxic masculinity has itself almost become toxic because of some of the negative connotation. Yeah. turn um, into something else that's not. Yeah, right. While I think the vast majority of the people who initiated that conversation uh, and uh, coined that phrase really meant exactly what you were pointing out, that when behaviors become toxic, you can have toxic masculinity as you can have toxic uh, femininity or toxic anything anything yeah. extreme mm-hmm. but I think the term has just been misrepresented so much that I think a lot of men feel that it's an attack on masculinity in yeah. general which it's not I just think it's all cultural and growing and expanding and um, that kind of stuff but I think I think back to your original point which is men's health mm-hmm. I think that men's health has kind of been lost uh, or put by the wayside in that topic too because you know when we think about privilege and male privilege um, while there's no doubt that males have privilege, uh, there's also no doubt that males are suffering from a lot of that privilege as well. I mean, highest rates of suicide, highest rates mm-hmm. of uh, untreated mental illness, um, highest rates of um, victimization from almost every form of violence except yeah. for uh, rape and sexual assault. But even still, those are occurring. Yeah. Uh, with and men. it's almost, it's not underreported because people do report. And I'm saying this maybe generally, I don't have enough like hard evidence or whatever research to back it up but i would say kind of underreported because we try to maybe silence and we i mean society tries Mm -hmm. to silence those voices of like why didn't you fight back aren't you strong enough to fight that person off absolutely there's i mean and that goes back to you know when we think about international men's day 
I'm looking at uh, in 2011, the theme was giving boys uh, the best possible start in life. And I think to myself, I remember when I was a kid, I must have been nine, and I remember my mom had a friend over who was a hairstylist, and she was cutting my mom's hair, and they were talking about men. And I remember feeling very um, challenged when uh, in the conversation, my mom's friend mentioned something about guys who do this aren't real men. And hmm. I remember yeah, it was something man. that I did. It was a thing that it was kind of a behavior that I had. And I remember thinking as a young boy, I'll never be a real man. That's, mm. I don't do something that. And you were what? How old? Nine years old. Mm. Yeah. And I perceived myself as never having the capacity to be manly the way she described it. And, um, you know, I think back to schoolyard fights and yeah. just what it meant to be a boy that you have to stand up, you have to fight, you have to do these things. And uh, regardless of not wanting to. So I think 2011, giving boys the best possible start. I don't know if we've done that yet. And it's 2021. I think we're, you know, 10 years outside yeah. of that theme. And I think we're still very much struggling <clears throat> on how do we teach boys to do the right thing? Yeah. Um, a little side note, but about mm -hmm. how society changes so slowly, the UN has these like goals um, for the world, basically. I mean, the UN, United Nations. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah. um, these goals for 2030, and they were pretty radical. And I think they came out maybe 2010 or something like that. So it was like 20 years. Um, no. Yeah, that would be 20 years. I'm terrible at math. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, that's what we do. <laughs> uh but they're not even like close to some of them. They're like, these are our goals, this is what we're working towards. But it's like you can't eradicate some of that stuff because right. society is so cyclical. Like mm -hmm. it's just, anyway, that just kind of made me think like, yeah, 10 years to try to, you know, build men up and bring boys up into the best possible society. Like that's going to take centuries. I don't know. I mean, it maybe is. it's yeah. that's a cynical view. <laughs> no, I agree. I'm, I mean, when I just said a few minutes ago how it's, you know, where did this all start? And it's been cultural evolution. You know, I yeah. cultural evolution. I mean, yeah, something that's taken tens of thousands of years to create yeah. and what it means to be a particular male or female role, um, that does not change in 10 years. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and I, I look at the subsequent years after that and stop male suicides, celebrating men and boys and all their diversity, mm -hmm. um, positive male role models, making a difference for men and boys. I mean, they're, they're hitting the right themes. I yeah. think. So, I mean, that's the goal, right? Is progress. Yeah. Some. Yeah. And I mean, the, somebody somewhere, <clears throat> people, groups of people, organizations are recognizing and saying, um, there's something that needs to change for boys and for men to like have them be, the amazing people that they are in our society, which I think gets kind of overlooked with those like stereotypes we put on them. So I'm thankful yeah. for that. Um, thankful for you, Roy, for being the only oh, male you, in our all female office. Roy seems to enjoy it. I think he might get annoyed sometimes, but <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but it's okay. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it would. I'd be. I would find annoyances working in an environment with all males as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I, I mostly like this because I enjoy, I mean, A, I take men, I take men's issues very seriously and yeah. I take it to heart um, in large part because I like to consider myself a good husband and a good father. That's, yeah. Those are things I've aspired to ever since I was a kid because I had, I didn't have that growing up mm -hmm. as an option. So I knew that I wanted to fill that role one day. Yeah. So I think one of the things I enjoy most about being uh, in an agency with uh, all females or all women who identify as female um, mm -hmm. uh, or differently than male, I guess I could say, is that uh, I like that I bring that little bit of insight into your lives, maybe, each of yeah. your lives, and that uh, you all also help me, you know, develop some insight into what it's like 
uh, living in my home with mostly all females. So it, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just you and your son. <laughs> female identifying. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think we can help each other in that regard. Yeah. Well, thank you to all the men out there who are awesome. Yeah. Take your uh, health seriously and yeah. take care of yourself and your mental health. Yeah. Physical, take emotional, care of each other mental, and, spiritual, all yeah. that stuff. So important. So. Absolutely.